Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal, editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. There's an old adage that says if you catch someone a fish, you feed them for a day. If you teach them how to fish, you feed them for a lifetime. Mentorship is critically important. It matters, especially today where there are so many needs and so many people looking for role models. With me today to discuss this is Trey Godfrey, Executive Director of 100 Black Men of Metro Baton Rouge, a nonprofit organization that mentors and empowers young black men starting in middle school. Through a variety of programs, 100 Black Men helps boys and young men improve their educational outcomes and develop their leadership potential. It also empowers them economically. The organization is the local chapter of a national group by the same name that was founded in the early 1990s by, among others, Trey's father, the late Brace Godfrey Jr., who was a community leader and developer and helped restore and return to commerce some of downtown Baton Rouge's most historic buildings. Trey has been executive director of 100 Black Men of Baton Rouge since 2018. He is also president of Centronics, the company founded by his father. Trey, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yes, that was an amazing introduction, Stephanie. I feel like I don't need to say much anymore. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, it's good. Cer- <laughs> certainly a treat to be here. Thank you. Thank you. With me and Trey on Zoom is Kazra Khalili, CEO and co-founder of Mentor, a networking app that helps entrepreneurs build mutually valuable connections using recommendations based on experiences, needs, and personalities. Mentor acts as a real-life mentor would to understand your strengths and weaknesses and your communication style. Then it introduces you virtually to colleagues that will be valuable to you. Kazra co-founded the app in 2018. It's a departure from the career path he was originally on as a safety technician for the heavy equipment dealer H&E. Kazra, it's so great to see this kind of transition and someone following their passion and their entrepreneurial dream. And I know you've gotten quite a bit of of publicity and and notice for this app. So thanks for sharing your story with us today. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. and Thank you for the intro. Great. Well, Trey, I'm going to start with you because there's no question there's a need for an organization like this in Baton Rouge. But, but give us some of, the, um, some of the metrics. I mean, how many young men are you all reaching and how do you really know if you're making a difference? So I read a great quote not long ago that said, um, what gets me- uh, measured is what really matters. And if it matters, it has to get measured. Uh, And so where we are right now, we have the most students that we've ever had in our mentoring program before. Uh, And we're really, really proud. Last year was a really good year for us, despite the pandemic. Uh, every, every one of our students matriculated to the next grade, uh, but, but even more uh, important uh, for us is that every one of our seniors graduated and is now at a four-year university. 
Uh, and that's that's the second year that that's happened for us. And so uh, we are working through a lot of struggles uh, just that these young men face in their lives already that have been exacerbated, of course, by the pandemic. Uh, but but the work that these young men commit to uh, as a part of our programs is impressive. And we're here to support them every step of the way. And, and how many do you have in the program right now? There are 90 in the program right now. Um, in 2018, when I started, uh, we had about 45 on our roster. So we've effectively wow. doubled the size of that program. Uh, and we've got six other youth serving programs of what, as well, all of which have seen a lot of growth in the last few years. And like I mentioned in the intro that, you know, the whole mentorship um, is component is, is so important to this modeling the kind of behavior. And, and Kazra, your app is a mentoring app. Tell us, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think mentorship um, in its current definition, you know, you, we, we look at it as something that a, someone with a lot of experience is the only person that can help you with some specific uh, task or, or struggle that you're going through. And it, um, I think there's two ways to look at this, you know, for, for us, and I'll give a little backstory here. Um, I'm from Iran originally. We moved here to uh, Denham Springs, Louisiana, actually, um, when I was five years old. And growing up, I grew up in businesses my whole life. And one thing that I realized not only uh, there, you know, in my entrepreneurial background and my family uh, was that they didn't know people. I didn't, and I didn't realize how, how unnetworked my family was until I left college. Uh, there's a professor of mine told me um, a saying that, that we'll never forget is uh, the opposite of networking is not working. Every one of us is doing it, no matter if we say it out loud or not, whether we're good on LinkedIn or not, like we, we need connections to take the next step. So for me, where the idea really originated was that I left college, I'm realizing how unnetworked I am. Like they're, they're, I just don't have, you know, people around me. And I, so I go out, I just start networking. I go to LinkedIn, go to meetups. Um, I find the process just extremely frustrating and I find it to be very transactional. And thus, you know, the idea of mentor uh, really came out of that. That is so fantastic. And, and Trey, it's probably almost the opposite experience of yours because your, your father was so well-known, so successful in this community, such a connector, and that probably opened a lot of doors for you. And so I assume that's the whole idea behind 100 Black Men is, is giving back, right? Exactly. Uh, there were a lot of doors open to me because of the doors that he walked through uh, in his professional life. And uh, coming into an organization and working with the 100, uh, the men of the 100, that's their role for the young men with whom we have the opportunity to work. Um, you used a lot of the language that we use in uh, one of the key terms is modeling behavior. Uh, and so that's, that's what we're here for, to serve as uh, mentors and guides in life, but also not just to say you do this, but also you watch. Uh, there's an old quote uh, that uh, talks about someone who, um, who, who, who lives in such a way that their words really don't matter. Uh, and and, and that, that level of modeling behavior and teaching uh, these young men through our actions 
uh, is what our mentoring model looks like. Fantastic. And are there really 100 black men that serve as the <laughs> volunteers and the mentors and the leaders of the group? Or is that just a name that came from the national organization way back when? I love that question. Um, it's, it's a name that came from the national organization. Uh, and we are actually more than 100 uh, men in, in this chapter. Oh, fantastic. There, there are 102 chapters uh, around the world, around the U.S. and the Caribbean and in London. Uh, and I, I love to brag uh, because in 2019, we were named chapter of the year uh, and, and, and something that we're going to go after again this year, because I believe that in spite of our challenges, we have done some amazing work. Wow. That, that, that's fantastic. And, and, and Kazra, I, I'm so impressed by your story and just thinking about how how lost your family probably felt when they landed here and living in Denham Springs and, and how far you have come. How, how exactly did you build the app? And I mean, did you know how to tell us how the app actually works? I described it briefly, but I, I want to drill down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, no, and not, you know, as far as background goes, so, um, a lot of Persians move, you know, uh, to Los Angeles, they call it Terangelis. Okay. And, um, my mother, when she came here before we, um, before we all came as a family was going to California, but ultimately the price, the cost of living is just so high. Um, so I think there's two amazing things just, just to, you know, brag on Louisiana here. I think the, the, you know, the barrier to entry is low and you have opportunities if you go out and get it. Um, you know, and yeah, it was definitely a, a new scene, but not one that they were afraid of um, as far as, you know, trying to give us a better life. The app, yeah, it looks, um, I had no idea how to build an app. And not like, not in a, in no technical background at all. Um, what I had, I think uh, I have to, you know, just go back to my family is, I saw my family start seven businesses before I was 18. I moved five times before I was 18. Four of those businesses failed. Three of them did okay. One did a little better than okay, right? And um, yeah, so so in terms of going about it, no prior knowledge. Um, Co-founders. This is where I went out and I found one of the connections I had and uh, a fraternity brother of mine who had a technical background. He became my co-founder. We started working on the app together. Inevitably, I started learning some, you know, some some coding, some visual programming. Uh, there are things you just have to pick up and figure out on your own. Um, I would say the biggest thing, just like just thinking about apps and app building, there 80 to 90% of all apps out there are just reusable elements. They, they are things that are already made. There's nothing new about messaging, nothing new about pictures or, or how an app flows up and down, left and right. It's how you actually put it all together that makes the difference. So is it sort of like a match.com for mentors or yeah, oh, so, how do you get so, to be? Yeah. A- <laughs> to, to that point, look, we, we're a networking app for entrepreneurs um, where entrepreneurs come on. Uh, it's, a vet, it's a vetted process that's also invite only. So people get on the wait list. We release a certain amount of invites every single week. And each person within the app gets five invites to share out to others as well. Uh, there's a sense of trust that we're trying to build within this network because inevitably we are asking them to meet people they never have before. And there has to be some kind of quality to the people that are within the app itself. Um, You can think of it like a LinkedIn match.com specifically for entrepreneurs, but a place where we share the 360 view of the entrepreneurial journey. Um, We are looking for entrepreneurs at various stages and trying to match them based on mutual benefit. And just the last point on that is like, we got this idea from mentorship. 
Mentorship is a two-way street. Both people benefit in some way, even though sometimes it's only being sold to the mentee and they're trying to convince the mentor to do it, you know, just give up their free time. But ultimately, if you do it right, if you connect people in the right way, there should be some kind of mutual benefit that leads to a long-term success. So on that subject, Trey, tell us a little bit about how the mentorship component and some of the other programming of 100 Black Men works. What exactly do you all do for these young men and boys? How do you mentor them? And what kind of programs do y'all have? Our mentoring model is is group, small group, and tag team mentoring. Uh, so there, uh, there, there will always be multiple mentors with any young man uh, at at any given time. Um, our model, we actually have a curriculum built in uh, that we created over the last couple of years for the mentoring program. Uh, we work with students from six through the twelfth grades. Uh, and the core curriculum for each grade is different based on the competencies that these young men need to have at each age. Uh, and so we believe that sixth graders need to be able to stand up, present themselves well to someone, shake someone's hand firmly with a smile and look at them in the eyes and introduce themselves. Uh, those are some of the base things. Now, our seniors, uh, you know, we're working more on college and career development at that point. Uh, and so we deal with a lot of topics, some very, very provocative topics as well, because our young men need that. Uh, and far too many have too few positive influences in their lives and in, in particular in their homes uh, from strong black male figures, uh, which is the drive behind many of the men being uh, truly involved in this organization. Are, are these, I don't mean to interrupt you, but are these mm -hmm. what you would consider at-risk youth? Are these the kids who would be headed to college, if not, but for perhaps the intergenerational poverty they grew up in? Is it a little bit of everything? Uh, There's a little bit of everything. Um, and a victory for some of our students is going to a four-year university, graduating, uh, and moving on and becoming a productive citizen. A victory for some other kids is getting a high school equivalency, uh, getting a trade and moving into a career from there. Um, good citizenship, good fatherhood is what we wanna create in these young men. Whatever the path looks like will be different for a lot of them because um, the, the, the baseline differs with uh, most of our kids in the program. We have some who who would succeed at high levels with or without us, but their parents want them uh, with this organization because of some existing connection. Other students, but for what they get within these programs, who knows? Wow. Uh, and, and, and Kasra said, you know, how mentorship is a two-way street. Do you agree with that? I mean, is the mentor getting something out of it as well? 1,000%. Um, I, I was sitting talk with my dad in the office some days and he would wax very philosophical as I'm sure you can remember how he was. Um, and his, his thought was the situation, the circumstances within which these kids are growing up, they didn't create that. We did. So it's incumbent upon us to do something about it. And the sense of fulfillment you get when, when these students have these aha moments, when they figure something out, uh, when they go on to have success, I have a great story. I was, was talking to a young man who was one of the first mentees of this organization back in the 90s. Um, he called because he was preparing for an interview in Atlanta. He's a finance professional now. Wow. And it turns out that the company who he was interviewing with was run by someone who I've done business with in the past. 
Uh, and so to go from this young man who we were trying to prepare to succeed in high school now to a young man who we're preparing to succeed in the finance world was a full circle moment. Uh, and, and, and there's so much satisfaction and fulfillment that comes in. Uh, you often hear people say uh, that you end up taking more from it than you give. And, and, and that's absolutely true. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Trey Godfrey of 100 Black Men of Baton Rouge and Kazra Khalili of Mentor. Kazra, back to, to you and your and your mentorship app. Um, how many people are you reaching through it? How many users do you have, I guess, on on one hand, and how many mentors do you have on the other? Or do the numbers get all mixed yeah, up? Yeah, um, so we, so, you know, when we, when we think about the app, you know, it's called Mentor, right? Um we learn who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, uh, your personality. Um, the app, it serves as your digital mentor, helping make introductions for you. So um, we are a, a networking first app. We look at mentorship as a potential outcome. Um, and I say that because, so just from our experience, and I'll share kind of what we're doing now, just more experience, you know, in, in researching mentorship and in building uh, networks and connections between people, what we found is like, you cannot force this. You cannot force a person to be, um, to, to want to learn from someone else or someone to give to others. Um, you have to give them the choice. And a lot of that, a lot of like real in-life mentorship happens from just meeting people and building relationships. Um, so where it leads is ultimately up to them. We look at ourselves as the, the digital mentor who makes the connections that for instance, I didn't have. No one was helping make me make connections for me coming out of college, right? Um, so we actually released the app in the iOS store um, less than two weeks ago. Um, yes, yeah, so we so we're doing 50 invites a week. Um, we have 1,300 people on our wait list itself, and we hope to you know we our goal is by the end of March we'll reach 500 active users. We're under 100 right now, but uh, well, we're going to keep uh, you know plugging away at it. And then what's the business model? I mean, how do you monetize this? Yeah, so we, um, our monetization strategy does not have legs at the moment. Um, this is something, so we are a social consumer app, one that needs to be backed. So um, we are going to be raising uh, our round soon upon the traction that we build. Uh, it's, it's difficult, and I'll say this, I'm, it's funny, you know, when we talk about businesses and I am very much, hey, make, find out how to make money first. We had to come to realization that the type of business that we're building is not one that you decide how to make money first. It's just not. And we're accepting that. And we're accepting that we will, we will need to be and plan to be venture backed in order to scale uh, to critical mass. And then we ultimately determine how to make money at that point. And I'm not saying that it's not important, but for us, for our business model and the and the specific space that our app is in, it's more important that we build a community of entrepreneurs uh, that find serious value. Uh, the money will come, but there's a lot of avenues we could go down. That's great. So you haven't quit your day job yet? Oh, I have. Yeah, I quit my job two two and a half yeah, years ago. Yeah, of course. Look, uh, my, parents, my parents flew here with two grand in their pocket. You better believe, like, you have to make the leap. Like, there is not, there is not this, at some point you have to do it and um, you can figure out how to do it from there. So, you know, I also run Startup Grind, which is the local chapter here in Baton Rouge. We bring in founders every month. 
Uh, we had Adam Knapp uh, of Rack last month. We got Chris Moe of Waiter coming in next month. Um, I've also taken ownership of uh, you know my family's restaurant and I invest. You, as an entrepreneur, like <laughs> you just have to figure it out. Like you got to live on nothing, and I've I've lived on nothing for a couple of years, but we're uh, we're starting to turn a corner here. I'm so inspired, <laughs> Trey. Um, where does your uh, where does your support come from? Is it uh, grants? Is it uh, does, is there a membership fee? Donations? That's, yes, that that's a great question. So uh, one of the first things that I did when I hired, when I was hired, is I ran an audit to see exactly what you just asked. What are our sources of funding? Uh, what does it look like? And it really, really scared me because the majority of our funding was coming from grant programs. Uh, now, in one way, that's a very good thing, right? Because what that means is that those big community foundations believe in the work of the 100 and are willing to invest. It's also a scary thing, though, because grant programs come and go. Uh, funders develop different priorities over time. Uh, and so one of the big things that I really wanted to do was diversify our revenue base. Um, so early on, it was primarily grants, special events, and membership dues. Every member pays $300 a year. Um, now we look a whole lot different. Um, uh, our fundraising efforts look different. Uh, and more importantly, the percentage of revenue from each one of our different sources is smaller, showing a whole lot more diversification. Uh, and one of the things that we're looking at moving toward uh, is, is more earned income, earned revenue opportunities. Um, so that we can kind of begin to occupy a different space rather than the hamster wheel of yearly fundraising, uh, beginning to develop those kinds of sources, which will lead us more towards sustainability in the long term. And, and would these earned income ventures perhaps employ the young men, you know, or put them to work in various programs that will help raise revenue to help sustain the whole organization? That's the exact thought. That's that's a really astute pickup by you. Um, is um, we've created a new program, uh, and 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 during the pandemic when things had to slow down, we never went dormant. Uh, and that new program is called Respect for Life, uh, and it's 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 a five module program with a full curriculum, instructor manual, student workbook, uh, and as a part of it, we even took the step. Um, of hiring a film producer. Uh, we hired Scott Sullivan. Uh, remember that name because he is going places quickly with uh, Sully Scope Films and Infiniscope Motion Pictures. Um, Scott took the curriculum and developed a film that accompanies the curriculum. Uh, and we've begun to roll it out and it, it, it is fabulous. And what you see is this, uh, you can teach a lesson in the classroom. And, and that's one thing or you can dramatize these lessons through a character with whom the students identify. And then it just takes things to a whole different level. And so we've begun rolling that out. Uh, and where we plan to take it this fall and beyond is licensing this program to other organizations, schools, school districts, et cetera. Fantastic. And, and Kazra, you, you talked about scaling up and, and getting the capital to back you there. How are you going to spread the word? Do you have a plan to market and advertise your app? Yeah. So, you know, we haven't spent a dollar on marketing and we've gotten 1,300 people on, on our wait list. Uh, there is, there, there's a need to go somewhere other than uh, LinkedIn where you have an anyone and everyone like, um, you know, diluted platform and, and being sold to. Like, so... Um, for us, it's going to be a lot of 
using the users themselves to build the community they want. So of course, you know, we're vetting and, and sending invites about personally, but ultimately their, them and their invites, their ability to grow the platform, uh, the way they see it, the way they want it, uh, will be key to our growth. And, and the thing for me, I mean, like, like mentorship, a lot of it depends on someone who, you know, is, has been vetted, who has a proven track record, like Trey's dad would have said, you got to talk to my friend, you know, so-and-so or so-and-so. How can you do that through an app? I mean, how do you know these people will be good mentors? Yeah. Ultimately, look, their reputation is based on their ability and, and their desire to want to meet people, uh, network with others. And I would also, you know, point out that I think we, we, we don't look at, at mentorship as the overarching goal going in. Um, we are helping drive connections to them and they're using the app to meet someone new every week. That's where they uh, really get value from it. And the other thing too, I think um, a lot of people will, will look at uh, credentials, age, experience as the indicators of how two people can help each other, right? Whereas now, I mean, you have more, you probably have more knowledge of, of startups, uh, building apps age 30 and under that are helping the older generation. So I think, for, you know, for us, look, we, don't, we don't look at it and go, this person has to have X level experience, okay, uh, to be able to meet people within the platform. What we want to know is, are you, are you building something? where it's at in the market, what your experience is that you could share with others and what's your top needs. And, and with those things, we help connect to people. I could care less what age, I don't care if one's 18 and one's 35. Uh, we don't even consider that because that's not how, you know, it works out there in the real world. And, and last question, um, Trey, because we're, we're out of time, unfortunately, but a hundred black men, are they all black? Do they have to be black? And do the young people that you help have to be black? So uh, the only uh, requirements for membership in the organization is a man of good character who believes in the mission of this organization. Uh, so the short answer to the first question is actually no. Uh, the second question, so the mission of the organization is designed around young black males. Um, now, every one of our other programs are designed for all students. Our ACT Prep Academy is designed for everybody. Our Dollars and Cents Financial Literacy Program, all high school students. Our Summer Robotics Program, all middle school students. Uh, the only programs with any exclusivity are our um, Wise Guys Teen Male Responsibility Program, which puts the onus on young men when it comes to teenage pregnancy. Uh, and Project Excel, which is the name of our mentoring program, which is designed for young black males um, and to bring black men back into the lives of black boys in a very meaningful way. Um, and, and, and one point that I like to add um, slightly off the subject is uh, Kazra, you said you have a 1300 person waiting list. Uh, make that 1301 <laughs> because I'm in. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Well, Trey Godfrey and Kazra Khalili, you both are doing such impactful work in the mentorship arena, bringing people together and helping young people learn how to be leaders and how to excel. Baton Rouge is fortunate to have you both. Thank you so much for taking time to be with me today and for sharing your stories with us on Out to Lunch. Thank you. This has been awesome. Appreciate you. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Trey Godfrey of 100 Black Men of Baton Rouge and Kazra Khalili of Mentor. 
We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about 100 Black Men of Baton Rouge and Mentor by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. We're going to go back to hosting Out to Lunch around the lunch table at Mansur's on the Boulevard one day. In the meantime, you can go there. Mansur's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Dave Winwood, and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 